Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Rotatoes! We are back again for part two of episode four of arc three. Very excited to share this episode with you all, but even more excitingly, I want to tell you that arc nine, episode one, plus the talkback for that episode, is now live on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash rotating heroes pod or in the description below. So if you want to go ahead and get access to all of the arcs currently out now in their full form, no part one, part two, and listen to arc eight and arc nine, which are the brand new arcs with me as your DM, then you can go ahead and check those out right now. If you missed our announcement before, arc nine features the one and only Vic Michaelis, and of course, Rashawn Scott to carry on the Burroughs End reunion tour that I'm currently on because I refuse to let it go because I loved it too much. I hope that you enjoy it. Take it away, Pasek. And now presenting the Rotating Heroes Last time on the Rotating Heroes pod, our rotators continued their adventure to save the forces of Fort Cutler from certain bug-laden doom. They started the session by crossing the quote-unquote Cutler Bridge, leaping from post to post across the dangerous waters and avoiding monstrous crocodiles in a team-building exercise from hell. And that's where we are today. Out of there, I would love to swim. Cool. So I'll say you guys are, are safely, now that you're um, not trying to make these jumps on post, uh, make it all the way to the other muddy banks of the other uh, side of the water. It looks pretty similar to where you guys are at. Uh, but yeah, make a perception check if you would. Uh, is there a little patch of sun on the other side? Yes. Yeah, I'd love to get in the sun. 14. 14 for me as well. For the crocodile, what am I looking at for his perception? Is it intelligence? Um, perception is, I think, a wisdom. A passive perception, score. 10. Uh, it's not your passive perception. Okay. Though. What did you say it was? My what? Uh, it's based off of wisdom. I think you just don't add anything Great. if you're a, a... A six. Cool. On a 14, I think you wouldn't notice anything else besides this. You guys are on this side of the shore. The, the banks are pretty muddy here, and you are you guys are, you know, kind of soaked. But other than that, you're doing okay. Like, it could have been much worse. As you get to the shore, you see the displacer beast behind you, and there's no way it's going to get across this water. It's like playing with the like cut-off end of the rope. It's mm-hmm. almost cute, except you know how fucking monstrous <laughs> these things were. Um, but in front of you, in the water, or on the muddy banks in front of you, uh, while there's been a bunch of animals around here, you notice what looks to be a boot print. <gasps> a boot print. Uh well, I want to go check out this blueprint and see if I maybe recognize it as one that might be from my father and brother's party. Yeah, make an investigation check. Okay. I mean, you would probably, it's safe to say you don't, this route is definitely the different route from right. where they went. You would just know that, but. Um, okay. Yeah, but maybe they've come through here through cool. some way. I don't know. So I got a 14. 14. You're looking at this boot print, um, comparing it to your own shoe and just, uh, you know, that like. There's not, it's not like modern day. So like everyone's boots are kind of the same. Sure, cobbler, standard cutler boots. These don't look like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This Do they look no... like mine? Uh, everyone looks, takes off their shoes. Everyone compares, compares to these boot prints. Uh, they don't look like 
uh, the boots. You you would probably have a similar boot. I don't know if it'd be like an <laughs> elven boot. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, totally. These don't quite look like yours either. Okay. Hmm. And they don't look like a crocodile uh, paw either. Sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, gribbles over For free, I'll give you guys paw. that. Thank you. For free? That's kind. That's your suggestion. That is kind. Wow. Really kind. Thank you. Um, well, I don't know who's someone's been here, but it can't be anyone from the party that we're searching for. I don't know who this could be. I feel like at this point, it's probably more advantageous for me to be not be a crocodile. So I will... I just want to make sure. Yes, I will pop out. Can I do a quick perception check? Can I smell the footprint? Yes, you can. Wow. Are you using like keen sense or something? I, or I will for it? this perception check, so I do get advantage. Okay. Because it's if it's specifically smell. 21. Not yet, 21. Right? Uh, Grib, you're smelling this boot print. I guess I would like to see like if the scent is close, like how far away the source oh, like scent recent? is maybe. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, the re- the so on, on a 21, is, yeah. you would notice that this is like probably hours old wow. and the smell does not feel, it feels like a strong smell. Like it smells like kind of strange to you. It doesn't smell like anyone, you know, um, but you would, I think you would be able to tell that it's, it's been a couple hours since this person has been here mm. or this thing that wears a boot. Well, it's not fresh, but it's not old either. I think we should. With with as much caution as possible. Grib, I just have to say, it's nice to have you back as Grib. For a moment, I thought you had died and become the crocodile and turned you into a crocodile and you were dead. So it's nice to see you again. I didn't hear much wailing from you if you were truly <laughs> grieving. And I wailed kind of pu- brief. There was a moment of wailing. He pokes him with his trunk to kind of make it, let, let it be known he's being playful. It makes Rufus go, hee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you guys would notice that from this boot print and what you're looking at, this like overgrown former trail, uh, they're kind of going in the same direction a little bit. So up to you guys how you proceed, but um, yeah, it's in generally the same direction. I feel like Grib is like still kind of coming off this like jail hangover, and he, he's gotten some good rest, but he's still kind of tired. And I think there's just been so much going on that he would like to kind of be able to like tread some ground without being bothered and especially with this new threat it would it be overkill for us to proceed under the guise of pass without trace not at all so uh pass without trace for those who don't know is uh do you mind reading a veil of shadows and silence radiates from you masking you and your uh excuse me masking you and your companions from detection for the duration each creature you choose within 30 feet of you including you has plus 10 to dexterity, stealth checks, and can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that Ooh. receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. Cool. Uh, Grib uh, just sort of like uh, unfurls from a crocodile into his <laughs> his uh, on form, and you see uh, this swirl of natural energy, uh, you know, radiate from Grib and encircle all of you. As you walk past this boot print in the ground, you leave no boot prints. Wow. Um, should we roll a stealth check or are we good for now? Yeah, I mean, uh, roll. Uh, well, tell me what you're doing. Uh, if you guys are just proceeding down this sort of trail. Yeah, I think we should continue trail. down the trail we meant to cross, right? Yeah, it's like still midday, like everybody's feeling okay, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, yeah, you don't really need a short rest, do you? Um, up to you guys. It would, do, so. it would do so little cool. for me because, yeah. I am menstruating, but I'm feeling <laughs> good. Uh, with that in consideration, <laughs> thank you. Uh, acknowledge it. Yeah, and make sure. Okay, that good. There's glad space we, for that. Glad we're checking in. Good to oh, know. Um, I did want to make a little. I did want to like throw this out there, Zach. As we are, um, as we're tri- Sorry, at Zach. As we're traversing through the forest, I would particularly like Grib to keep his eye out for, can I just give you a quick list of plants that he would like to keep an uh, eye yeah. out? Water hemlock, deadly nightshade, white snake root, castor bean, rosary pea, any of those. They're all poisonous plants. Okay, cool. You guys are going to be uh, traveling under this guise of Passmouth Trace, so you're a little stealthier. Uh, Grib, you're going to be looking out for that. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to look for or anything that, you know, uh, is on their mind? 
No, I think I'm, yeah. All right, so you guys begin walking down uh, what used to be a trail, following these boot prints further into the forest and generally towards where you guys want to go. So as the, so we're, we're taking off. We're very quiet. I'm looking, I'm looking for poisons. There's really no necessary, you can't really find a link as to why Grit would be looking for poison, but he's looking for poisonous plants. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, he's kind of getting bored with the soundscape of the forest. So he pipes up and, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I must be honest, uh, it's very rare that I've ever felt like I'm supposed to be where I'm. I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Where do you feel like you're supposed to be most of the time? Where do you feel the most comfortable? I've never felt I belonged. Uh, I mean, except for with Abbas Willow, who makes anyone feel welcome. But I agree with the sensation you're describing. I feel this is exactly where I'm supposed to be and you are exactly who I'm supposed to be with. I, as for me, I would say I'd feel most comfortable probably either in charge or maybe in the training yard at Fort Cutler doing my target practice. But then Rufus pauses and he's, he's feeling a little vulnerable and honest out here on the trail after everything we've been through and kind of kicks the dirt and he goes, but the truth is I never really felt 100% comfortable in the training yard. It sort of felt like I wasn't quite as good at some of the stuff as even some of the cadet, even some of the young children, really. Some of the young young children at Fort Cutler were better at the bow than I was. But, uh, but right now, here in the forest, I do feel like I understand this place and the two of you. Has there ever been another time where you felt at ease and not like not like you did on the training yard before you came to the forest? Well, I had a only good dream the other night where I was in a nice cabin eating some stew, and, uh, and that felt pretty comfortable. Nothing else happened in the dream. May I ask why you described it as only good and not just a good uh, dream? Grib and <laughs> Freya make, uh, make insight checks. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rufus, make a deception check. Okay. Yeah, okay, good. Ooh. Okay, deception 17 for me. 19. 18. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get it past us. So this Honestly, was even one of Rufus's pretty better good. lies. Yeah, still. true. It was really convincing. <laughs> yeah, Rufus, you, you felt pretty good about yeah, that Yeah, I was lie. like, wow, I really nailed that bit of sociopathy. <laughs> But at that moment, uh, yeah, both Freya and Grib uh, are able to see through this. Uh, it's probably something about the phrasing of a <laughs> right, good yeah. dream. Uh, uh, and yeah, you know that he's kind of hiding something from you. Why are you looking at me like that? What? What? What's? Do you think we were born yesterday? Hmm. Do you think we were born yesterday? No, I don't. What are you? What are you implying? Which we've been very vulnerable with each other. We've been in some life-threatening circumstances now, I would say we're at a place where we can share with each other. I've just, I just shared with you very openly. I told you the thing about the children being better than me at the bow. I've never said that out loud. No, but I had seen it. As a person who's walked around most of his life claiming that he's completely normal when he's completely not, your dream was nothing but normal if you brought it up. (sighs) It Okay, all that happened in the dream was... I was eating some stew in the cabin, and then uh, a weird spectral figure with glowing red eyes appeared and said something that I don't totally remember that was um, was either it's time to come home or maybe you should go home or <laughs> I don't remember exactly. What it's, it was, it was uh, it's time for you to wake up. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> it's the, and this strange uh, ghostly monster told me that it was time for me to wake up, and I felt... Uh, uh, I felt its voice echoing in a place in my heart and my mind that uh, chilled me to the core. That's all that happened. It's just a standard nightmare. This is not standard at all. Ah! It's very, very troubling since we're here and it, we were going somewhere and it seems like this is the place that we shouldn't be. Well, what? It's not like we... What, you're telling me someone else in this party had a significant dream that same night in the forest? No. All right, well, I, well, I don't know about that. That. <laughs> what do you mean? Now what's Grip? that? What now what's about? that? Nothing. 
Okay, well, I'm... I just had a dream about um um uh pumpkins. Okay, well, I yeah. Gotta... Make a deception check, and everyone make pers- uh, uh insight checks. Oh, insight checks. Six. <laughs> I got a uh, twenty-five. <laughs> I only got a seven, but still, uh, you still beat the six. You still, still beat. beat it. Yeah, I'm one above what everyone <laughs> yeah. gets. <laughs> Yeah, you, uh, Grib, you, you didn't feel great about that one. You, yeah. you, pumpkins, you maybe saw a pumpkin behind Rufus's head at that point. Uh, um, I um, turn around and look at the pumpkin and realize Grib was Kaiser so saying this uh, as horribly as possible. I, uh, I too had a dream. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it wasn't, dis- it wasn't disturbing as that. It was actually more of a relief, uh, it appears, uh, in my dream, my seed gave me a map to where a giant tree and appeared a trunk of what I can only assume would be somebody like myself. Another elephant boy? Uh, an elephant person? Yes, another elephant boy, Rufus. I corrected myself. <laughs> I don't know what... I don't know, okay? I'm sorry. Jeez. This is new territory for me. <laughs> uh, Smom goes, she... <laughs> Look, I know, I know what it sounds like, but if we're not allowed to learn and grow, then what? How is this right, going to work? You're right. You're right. You're right. Quite odd that we both had dream. We both had transmissions. Uh, Grib doesn't refer to dreams as dreams; he refers to them as transmissions. Um. <laughs> okay, let me jot That's that what? down for the Grib canon. <laughs> Grib doesn't call dreams dreams; he calls them transmissions. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> That's canon now, and I know I said dreams in the ba- in the past, but now it's transmissions. Mm-hmm. It's strange that we both received transmissions at the same night. Well, what would they mean? Uh, did Freya, did you have a dream at all? Well, I didn't go to sleep when you did, but I did sleep and I didn't dream. No. Hmm. Do you think, and I, on the heels of what I just said, I'm worried about how this might sound, but do you think that could have been related to you menstruating? Don't say well, it. Well, I was oh, going to say, say it, it, but I didn't know if I'd <laughs> mentioned it too much. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Zwab, grow up. It's a part of life, Okay. Actually, Rufus, for once, you're not far off. I don't tend to dream when I menstruate. I tend to sleep like a log. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, what could these dreams mean? I, I don't know how to interpret them or if they would change our actions on the on this trail at all. Grib, have you ever encountered anything like this before? I certainly haven't. I mean, the only idea I have would be to put the seed in the ground to see if it illuminates a path. But even that feels too gauche, too simple. Why? Why not? If you, why else carry a magic seed around if you're not going to throw it in the ground when some force tells you to? Not well, I can tell you why. Because the person who has the seed won't fucking give it back to me. Oops, sorry. Little little heat there. Too much. All heat. right. What it, will it still work if I put the seed in the ground? It's still in my possession. I I'm gonna say no. <laughs> All right. The two of you better work this out quickly. I don't want to hear you talk about your seed any longer. Okay. Okay. Grib, I will return the seed to you and let you plant it in the ground Thank and you. potentially show us the way. Yes. But of course, I will need some form of collateral that I can then return to you at the end of the expedition so that our leverage and power dynamic stays the same. You can so, have Zwam. Have <gasps> Zwam. Wait. <laughs> Hang on. Um, is, do you have anything else in maybe your in your inventory or anything that would be more interesting to me than Z- I just don't know about taking on a Zwam. No offense, Zwam. Zwam, you and I totally get along, but I just wonder if there's literally anything else. I interesting. When you say no offense, um, I didn't feel anything. So nice. Oh, good. <laughs> nice. I love I love the idea of no offense because it, it makes it clear what you should feel. Right. So. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. You Zwam gets it. No offense taken. Uh, yeah, do you give him the seed or what? Do you... I have nothing else to offer. I I have the clothes on my back and my jewels on my head are too precious for me to give. Fine, I'll I'll take Zwam. I don't know how I'll take Zwam. Maybe if I just sort of take Zwam in name only, but he could remain in your tattoo. <laughs> well, I, that's the whole thing is like I I guess logistically I don't know how I can just like right. make him pop over. Zwam, just uh, like you look at your tattoo. And Zwam pokes out from behind the Ragnaros tattoo, and uh, uh, he has a little tattoo on his arm of Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got it on the record. Here, here yeah. you go. Here's your seed. Thank you. Amazing. 
I wish I could jump to your body, but I don't think no, I can. No need. No need. I think that's best. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Don't think too hard on it, on how to figure it out. Zwam, you've handled all of this very bravely. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> As we're uh, traveling, you know, uh, Rufus sort of <clears throat> was a little vulnerable, and that's making Grib feel like he should be a little vulnerable, too. And again, the, the it's weirdly how deafening the silence of this forest is, and so he... He offers if perhaps I could uh, fill the time by reading an original poem. <gasps> a poem? Grib. Wow. I do fancy myself a bit of a wordsmith. Um, you contain multitudes, and I continue to be surprised. Please, I would love to hear a poem. We'd be lucky to hear the poem. Great. And uh, Grib opens a book. They can't see what the title of this book is, but uh, and he it, it looks like he's about like a quarter way of through reading of the book, and he pulls out a piece of paper that appears to be um, like a bookmark, and that's the paper that he pulls out to read. And then he quickly puts the book that he's been reading back. Um, this poem is called My Sweetest Cup of Tea. and grip please don't roast me my sweetest cup of tea by grip a jasmine soaked honey scented wind swept up fairy wings tossing her in my kitchen if i rested she zipped boundlessly with a gesture in mind a rush of water a twist of a flame, the crack of bergamot, steeped with intention. Inside, a chipped rooster mug, sweet vanilla woke him. A lonesome bear, he loafed to the kitchen. Bellowed by her wings, steam plumed from the cup, inviting him to drink. It was the sweetest tea he had ever tasted. So sweet, he forgot about all the chips and cracks in all of his mugs. As she snuck away back to her dense dwelling tree, he saw her. She did not panic. Even though she had never been seen before, she knew she was the sweetest cup of tea he had ever tasted. My wow. And, and Gribbit, that's an original poem? It's a poem I wrote. That is a poem Grib wrote. Oh my wow. God. Frey is just super, incredible. super on her period and weeping. <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Sometimes people come into your life and they they leave. Mm. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, you all notice this sweet loxodon traipsing through the forest, artificially silent, and... Uh, vulnerable all the same wow as you guys continue on through the woods make a stealth check for me. and and you add 10 to that per pass without trace cool uh, i got a 23 oh freya i forgot to say this as a paladin and wearing chain mail you have to make stealth checks with disadvantage Ooh. so oh, roll wow. two take the lower but you still add 10 to the whatever the oh lower. okay great. oh so and i add 10 as well so then i got a i actually got a 33 I got a 33. Wow. A 33. Shoot. I got a 20. Uh, with the 10, I got a 14. Okay. Um, yeah, Freya is a little like clunkier than the rest Bloated. of you. Bloated. Generally okay Bloated. stealth rolls. Um, Grib, you're like, you know, able to hide better to, than Freya. Uh, it seems like Rufus disappeared into another dimension. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like hopping from behind one tree to another tree. I'm really using my full forest knowledge to it's pretty impressive. It's, I think the first time Grib's truly been impressed by mm-hmm. by Rufus. I'm doing lots of like the way strongmen would hop around and go like hip, 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 hip. I'm doing that kind of <laughs> jumping around the forest. Really quiet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, as you guys are stealthing through the, the forest, you um, you start to hear... You start to hear something ahead. You uh, you hear it's getting a little later in the day. It's probably around 4 p.m. Um, you kind of can smell something that almost smells like it smells probably like a fire. And then almost mixed with that, like something else like it smells. It just smells kind of bad. 
And as you hear like a deep rumbling laughter, as you get closer, you see a fire with three human figures around it. They're dressed in sort of like cobbled together leather armor. It feels like they've scavenged most of it. Uh, It's got sort of this like reddish brown powdery streak uh, of paint across it and across, you know, some of them have it on their heads. Like most of them have these like pretty intense looking um, mohawks and they're sitting around a fire uh, in the middle of the woods and drinking. Uh, One of them passes this like flagon to another guy and he's like, drink up, boys. We're going to be set when we get back tomorrow. And then the other guy is like, yeah, this one will uh, fetch a pretty penny. And he points to something on the ground and you see what looks like a little tied up figure. Uh, it looks like a child on the ground. Uh, everybody make a make a perception check. Grib, you can do this with advantage. 14. 22. 16. Freya, I'm not sure if you would have met one at this point, but you've definitely learned about it. And Grib, uh, 16 is high enough that you would know what that is. It's uh, a little gnome tied <gasps> up next to them. Uh, and you hear them continue to discuss and they're like, are you sure we can't eat this one? I mean, it was going to make a pretty good soup out here. And uh, the, the first bandit, it looks like he's in charge, is like, that's enough of that. We're lucky we caught this little bugger. And you see the little guy shaking in the, uh, not shaking, but struggling against his ropes. He's got a little, uh, he has something like gagging him as well, so he can't speak. Uh, the wind shifts behind them, and you see like a branch break behind one of them on the other side of where you guys are. And one guy pulls his like sword, and he's like, he looks really scared. And he's like, what was that? And the first guy is like, well, like laughs at him when they don't see anything. And he's like, uh, what are you scared the warden's going to get you? He says, shut up. What if I was? And um, the, the, they all kind of like collectively make fun of this one guy who looks scared. He's like, oh, he's scared of a big bad monster. And they just continue to hang out for a second. Um what do you guys do? They can't hear us if we speak, right? Because of yeah, audio. quick huddle, quick team huddle in our bu- bubble of sort self. of a stage whisper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I see here, gang. I see an innocent gnome, which I know to be a kind race, <laughs> and I see him being taken advantage of by three disgusting ne'er do wells. I don't think there's much to these men's lives to save. I propose killing two of them and taking the third alive and seeing if we can gather any information about this forest or what might have happened to my father and brother. I, I should also point out that up until this point, Rufus, you didn't, you guys didn't even know people in the forest. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, yeah. This is pretty unusual to see. Yeah, so I'm like, these men, these men have no business being here in the forest. I know they're here under some... Uh, some strange orders or by some evil. So we, it's my in my interest to find out from at least one of them who they are and why. Perhaps they, they know certain paths of passage. Maybe it's a familiar mm-hmm. trade route, a bandit route. So maybe we kill whichever two look dumber. Okay. I also think there might be something larger going on here, not to, not to overcomplicate the situation, but uh, just knowing that there's someone ahead of us and we don't know who or what... Mm-hmm. And that third one seemed very startled, like maybe he really did sense something. Should I, I'm feeling like I should use some divine sense or something at the moment to detect any evil, if that's even allowed. Freya, you can uh, commune with your paladin powers and see if you feel anything beyond this. Okay, so Freya kind of goes quiet for a moment. She goes into herself. We see the wind whisper around her. Uh, <laughs> Flutes are lightly playing. Uh, Can you read Divine Sense for us? Yeah, so Divine Sense, uh, it does say as an action. Uh, That's okay. okay. Yeah, you can use you, an action. You can detect good and evil. Uh, you can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial, fiend, undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Cool. So in 60 feet, you don't necessarily feel anything right here. These guys are um, just from looking at them and the fact that they've like taken someone prisoner and they we're talking about eating them. It, they don't seem like good guys, but as far as like um, worldly magical evil, there's not really anything going on to that level with these three guys. Um, but they don't look like good guys. Okay. But you were doing that to test what might be beyond them, right? Yeah, but yes. maybe. Oh, yes. But within 60 feet, you're not 
feel like does it say beyond 60 feet something happens but um okay within. so within 60 feet you don't necessarily feel anything here okay um yeah okay in the immediate area i don't feel anything evil except for the you know base evilness of greed and monstery that these men have mm-hmm. uh I suggest if we are going to attack, we take them by surprise. and Perhaps we um, create a noise further out in the forest so one of them goes and checks. He's already on mm. his wits. Really smart. So one of us can make a noise while the other lies in wait and jumps out and attacks. Well, I think we let one go walk into the forest and we attack the two that remain. Yes. And as the one returns, pop goes Sophie's soul. <laughs> So we we kill the first two and then attack the one when he returns. Yes, Pop Goes the Weasel. I just, it, just, it wasn't crystal clear to me what Pop Goes the Weasel meant in this context. So I just okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we're we're like we're still far away, right? There's we still have some. You're like they're like in a little bit of a clearing. I would say you guys are probably like close enough to hear them. Mm-hmm. So like you're probably within thirty feet, but like behind bushes and stuff. Cool. Can I use Druidcraft to make a, a little noise? Uh, what's the range on that? About 30 feet. So 30 feet away from us, the noise of a foot smack breaking a branch or just the sound of a branch. Cool. So what direction? Because they're like in front of you and you like if they're in the center of a So circle, essentially if they're in front of out. us and we're the cream of the Oreo, I want the sound to be the, sec- the, the last cookie. So behind Correct. you. So they... He travels beyond us. Okay, so you want him to come towards you. I got it. Um, yeah, so you're able to do that. Um, uh, you snap a twig 30 feet behind you. Uh, let's see what happens. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And you, it's loud enough that you want them to hear, right? Yeah, I, I want I want it to try and be like a secondary like beat of him getting up, being like, what was that? Okay, so it's loud enough that all three of them look up and are like, I I didn't make that up. That was right, but that was over there. I, I'm telling you, I didn't make it. You guys are making me feel bad for being scared of a monster that ripped up a ton of our brothers. What are you talking about? And they're like, well, I, I, I guess I did hear that as well. And they like all... You see them pull out bigger axes, and one of them kind of just like pumps his chest, and he's like, I'm not scared of anything. And he just runs uh, out towards you guys, uh, leaving the other two behind. What do you guys do as this guy comes towards you? Well, we should stealth check for him, right? Yeah. Because, wait, so were you, were you trying to get him to come at us or go away from I us? I want him so to go. Would... Yeah, I, okay. I, I'll try and be as, as clear. Because he has as... to go past you guys, so you guys have to make yeah, a stealth check. That's fine, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll try and be as clear as possible. I want him to run past so he's gone. We attack the two people. Right, it's, but I mean, I mean, is it easier if he... How do you know that one guy's going to go is my question. Well, didn't you just say one guy took off? Yes. I, I, it's it's sort of planny, so I'm wondering... Like... How I anticipated that because you said that one guy stood up with his sword out, that right. that guy yeah. had the tenacity to continue to follow through with his suspicions. Cool. So, yeah, that guy it got up. And he is uh, going to walk past you guys. Okay. But that is, uh, he's that means he comes towards you guys. Whether he sees you or not uh, is up to these stealth checks. So okay. just uh, roll your stealth check. 
And I do mine with disadvantage, right? Disadvantage, but you still have passed without trace. Does anything apply to me being in the forest with this? Um, I think as, if you're not proficient, uh, I am proficient. No, but then you add that three. Great. So I got 16. 20 and are we seven. adding a 10 to this? That's the pass without trace? Yes. Yes. Oh, then 26. I got a 19. 19, 26, and grip? 26. So I have seven. 27. Okay. So he keeps walking. He doesn't. He's like walking right past you guys and doesn't notice. We should try and spring on them. So we should all like... Well, I'm wondering, should I shoot my bow and then the two of you jump out? Well, I have a range attack too. So we could all technically have a surprise round where we all attack those two people. Yeah, I think we should do a yeah. range attack and then jump in. You guys get a surprise round uh, because of the, the way this is working. So everyone uh, just uh, roll attacks on these guys. Okay. On whoever, tell me who you're attacking. There's three guys. There's uh, one guy who went past you guys. Mm -hmm. He's not that much further past you. He, it would be like someone 15 feet away from them attack their friends so that he's going to turn around probably. Um, but then there's two guys sitting down there who aren't really paying attention. One looks like to be in charge a little bit bigger. Uh, and the other guy is also just kind of one of the underling types. Then I think, because the idea was to get the guy, get these two and try to take the guy who comes back alive, right? Uh, so then, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for the man in charge. I'm gonna notch my arrow and shoot it at his friggin' neck. Tight. Um, everyone, uh, tell me who they're attacking. We're gonna all do the attacks at once. Uh, but but yeah. So Rufus, roll your uh, roll your attack to see if you hit. Sixteen. Sixteen hits. Uh, roll damage. Eleven. An arrow thuds into this man's uh, arm. Who was just sitting there drinking, and he's like. Ah, what the fuck is going on? And screams. Uh, they, they, they look around uh, scared. Uh, you guys can take the rest of your surprise around. Great. Um, I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. Cool. I will do two rays on the big boss, and I will do one ray on the small weenie boy. So these guys aren't weenie boys, but they're little. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to refer to them as little. I'm not a weenie boy. <laughs> um, uh, so I'll just do... I'm going to roll all my hit right now. First one, 24. Hits. Second one... 18 hits third one 16 all three hit <sighs> wow great um first damage for these first two are for the captain yes. guy right yeah so six for the first ray and do you have something that uh, adds to your he uh, damage or healing didn't you have yes like i can read it if it's if it's helpful oh no i'm just making sure you have that back yeah I'm, I, I'm rolling a d8 uh, oh you know what my wild spirit has to be summoned for that. So the I first see, one only does cool. four damage, not six. That's my mistake. Oh. And then the okay. second one does seven damage. Okay. And then the third one. And that's on the other, the weenie guy. No, the first two, the six and the seven are on the boss. Yeah. And this this last one here is two damage on the weenie boy. So you hit that guy for two. Freya, what, what are you up to? Oh, so Freya looks at the two and assesses who seems worse off. Uh, so which one of these two is damaged more? One guy got hit for two damage. One guy hit got hit for a couple of shots. So um, one guy, the captain guy looks worse off. Okay, then I'm going to go for the other weenie boy. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, or do I want to? Yeah, I'm going to go for the weenie boy and I'm going to throw my javelin at him. Cool. Um, you throw a javelin. You can also like, at this point, um, he's not going to be less surprised if you run up and attack him. Ooh, so, um, then, okay. You can do that. Yeah, no. with that in mind, actually, Freya's going to go ahead and lead this charge and attack with great. a great sword. Freya bursts through the foliage and, and uh, comes at this, these two dudes who are just sitting around a fire. Uh, roll your damage. Uh, or roll, roll your attack. Uh, 24 hits for my attack. Oh, and roll both uh, to see if you hit twice and then roll the damage on the attacks. If you want. Okay. So let's see if that, because you have two attacks now, right? Yes, that's true. Uh, so, f okay, so first attack, 24. Second attack, 23. Great. Both hit. Uh, how much damage is that? Great. So with my Divine Smite, I'm rolling a 26 damage. Amazing. So that's two hits and one Divine Smite. Uh, pretty brutal to this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he is not doing great. Uh, after that, everyone roll their dice. We're going to roll initiative. Nine. Six. 20. So uh, now, now that they're awake, uh, that was your surprise round. You're an, an actual in initiative. Uh, Rufus, you're first. Uh, these two guys 
at the fire look fucked up already. Uh, okay, but they're still standing. We haven't dis- we haven't dispatched these guys fully yet, have we? Not yet. It's Rufus's inclination to go for the top man on the totem pole since that's who he is. And he wants to take out the rival, so he's going to spring forward for the captain, pull out his hand axes, and say, I'm going to cut your head off. <laughs> what? Who are you? Straight to the uh, point. Mm-hmm. And uh, take uh, two attacks. Okay. We got a 15, and we got a crit 27, baby. Wow. Hell, yes. He, you see him pull out his blade. He's the one. He's one of the like the other two guys have axes, and he has a uh, scimitar that he just unleashes. Uh, he's able to. You feel like both those should have hit, but he's able to pull this one out, and your hit should have hit. But you know that like he used his prowess to block the first one. That was a fifteen, ah, mm. but the second one, the crit nails him roll damage on that you're able to bury your axe deep into this guy's shoulder uh and roll yeah roll double dice yeah 12 12 damage uh yeah you nail this guy rufus your axe uh that doesn't get blocked it just hits this guy deep in the shoulder uh he's still sitting down at this point like what the fuck um after that um do you do anything else i'm just a little disappointed i didn't cut his head off uh but i uh i go ahead and i I got a thick neck pull the axe out of his thick neck and get ready to strike again uh after rufus's turn uh freya it is you okay great uh i think i'm actually gonna cut this guy's head off (sighs) wow good luck you know everybody stop trying to cut (laughs) my head off uh yeah roll your attack okay i'm gonna go great sword against him Okay, we got a 22 and a 12. Cool, the 22 hits, the 12 does not. Um, roll damage for that first attack and tell me what you do. 11. Oof. Cool, and that's just a regular attack? That's a regular attack. Cool. From the other side, uh, Freya uh, lines up the shot and just uh, buries a, 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 her greatsword deep into the guy's other shoulder. And he's like, fuck, quit. Please, everybody stop trying to cut off my head. This guy has got to be spewing out of his neck arteries. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's shooting out like Monty Python. Ah! Uh, so you said 11 or 12? 11. Cool. Um, after that, uh, this, this berserker who's watching his, like, captain's head almost be chopped off, he's like, oh, you know, we don't, you don't chop off our heads, we chop off your heads. <laughs> and he's going to go up to Rufus and take two swings. Oh! You see him get really pissed off, and he's really uh, angry at you. Oh, he's got that uh, He's going to take his attacks. So he's shaking with rage, and he's going to take attack at you with advantage. No! Um, wait. <gasps> oh, no. Does a 14 hit? Uh, I'm 15. Even with advantage, he's so mad, he almost <sighs> swings around and hits his own captain's head. <laughs> he barely misses. He cuts off a little bit of his hair. He's like... Uh, I'm just so mad. (laughs) After that, uh, the other berserker running from behind sees Grib in front of him. Uh, He's also pissed. Uh, He's like, nobody tricks me with sticks and uh, takes two swings at Grib. Rolls two threes, fully misses, whiffs, fall down. Uh, After that, Grib, it's your turn. Uh, I'll turn my uh, attention to the, the guy who's complaining about his head not being cut off. And I go, perhaps you're right. Perhaps it will get burnt off and then I produce flame right on his head mm. the captain's like please please <laughs> this don't. guy's having uh, a tough day with his head <laughs> uh, roll your attack and damage uh, 21 Oof. to hit? Yes. yeah hits uh, 6 damage nice oh, wow uh, yeah this man is uh, Joe Pesci in Home Alone his yeah <laughs> His like little beanie off. He had yeah. a little beanie on, by the way. Oh, good. Uh, it is burned off. You see the crown of his head, oh. the, the smoldering skin and on top going, of him. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, at that point, he like leaps up, like everybody, stop trying to to mess with my head. Uh, he like shakes off the blades. He fully draws his sword, uh, and he's going to make uh, three attacks, one at each of you. Oh fuck! Bring it wow. on. I've never rolled worse. He takes his scimitar yes. out. He swings uh, once at Freya, once at Rufus, and pulls his dagger and swings at uh, Grib. Uh, he's got two weapons. He's like, it's, there's a lot of flourish here. All three miss. Oh. Well, his head is very battered in. He's like, I'm sorry. 
people are trying to cut off my head, and my head is a little melting right now, so cut me some slack. A little uh, melting. <laughs> Rufus, it's your turn. I've got both my axes. I got a guy with a burning head who just missed some attacks. A burning head and a bleeding neck right in front of me. There's the other guy, and then the third running in, right? Yeah. He's who I want to take alive. I got to get the damn kill stroke on this captain once and for all. So I'm going to swing both axes together at either side of his head, taking two equal shots to see if I can cut this guy's head off uh, with two clean strokes. Amazing. Uh, roll your attacks. Okay. 10 and a 21. 10 misses, 21 does hit. Mm -hmm. uh, roll. So one of them, you're, you're just kind of short. Yeah. <laughs> it just sort of, yeah, misjudged. The dexterity the, of using two I'm hands at yeah, once is I'm, a little awkward. Because one arm is f far out enough, but the other I pulled in too tight to my body. Yeah. Just a depth perception problem. Uh, roll your damage on that hit. Six. Six. Yeah, this, this other axe connects going deeper into his neck, and he's like, Jesus, please, anything else? See, Just any other come on, the body. I, I aimed for the notch that was already cut. I really thought I'd have hit and severed bone by now. This guy's neck is thick. <laughs> I do have a thick neck, and you'll never cut it off. Uh, after uh, Rufus, do you want to do anything else with your turn? Uh, is it too late to do action surge? Not at all. You can action surge. Then I'm going to take one last sneaky chop yes. with that axe that didn't quite connect. A sneaky cheeky chop mm -hmm. from Rufus. Ooh. Rufus, roll one more attack. Ooh, a sneaky cheeky chop. <laughs> oh, I rolled a one. No. So it's an eight. No. Rufus, unfortunately, uh, mm. the depth perception was... Again, it's, yeah. There's something going on. It's like an optical illusion with how his head is barely yeah. hanging on, and you unfortunately miss. My, I'm going to stick to the right. My, those left swings are... It's, I'm, not a, you know, I'm not a switch hitter. Freya, it is your turn. This man's head is barely hanging <laughs> on, but he's, he's, he's with it. Uh, he's, like, psyching himself up. Uh, the other two guys, one guy's running in at Grib. Um, yeah, what are you up to? One guy's running at Grib. Well, the guy that was that y'all like um, got away from the group uh, is is back in a, in the fray. So, um. okay. Uh, well, uh, okay. I think we gotta finish off this captain though, uh, and that guy we kind of want to keep alive. So, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and attack this captain with my great sword. However, I'm gonna go for a plunge to the gut. Uh, and we're mm. gonna hope that that. <laughs> you want to see head. some of that dark blood? You want to see some of that? Kidney <laughs> see the blood, dark blood. liver blood. <laughs> yeah, horrifying. Uh, Freya, roll your attacks. Okay. Uh, great. Okay, fourteen and twenty-two. The twenty-two for sure hits. Uh, roll damage. Okay. Uh, and I am going to roll this damage with uh, with divine smite. Total damage is twenty-four. Sheesh. All right. So as this man's head is like barely hanging on, you've made this sort of, um, uh, you have this mini game almost of trying to chop off this man's head. Uh, Freya just uh, changes her mind at the end and plunges uh, her sword that crackles with the divine <laughs> energy right into his chest, getting that dark blood uh, as he falls over, dying, saying, I always knew my head would stay on oh. the end. And that and pisses me right off. Yeah, you know what? For that, I do apologize. That was obnoxious. Nah, dude. Dark blood gang, dude. Hashtag dark blood gang. Uh, these berserkers are going to go now. Uh, they're they're shaking with rage still. Uh, I'm so mad. Uh, one's going to take a swing at Rufus with advantage. Uh, that definitely hits. Uh, one's going to take a grip, uh, swing at Grib. Yeah, 19 hits. Grib, for sure. Mm -hmm. Grib, you get hit for 10 damage. Oof. And Rufus, you only take four. Okay. Um, these guys are swinging wildly, and they look like uh, they're not being defensive at all. Uh, after that grip, it's your turn. The one that just swang at me, I'm going to cast Burning Hands. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, roll your attack. I'll have to make a dexterity saving throw. 15 is the save. Okay. He saves. So he'll take half damage. Okay. Ooh, 14, so seven. Seven damage on that guy. Yeah, Grib sticks his, his trunk at this guy who just completely whiffed it mm. and just blasts him with a a wall of fire, <laughs> a cone of fire, rather. Damn. Uh, Sheesh. 
Amazing. Uh, after that, uh, burning hands. What is the damage on burning hands? Seven. Three d six. Oh, three. but it was half, so I rolled okay, a fourteen. Cool. Totally. Uh, after that, uh, Rufus, it's your turn. Okay. So we've got Grib is kind of dealing with this the one berserker who was still by the fire. And there's this third guy who's approached who hasn't been dealt with yet at all. And he's the one we might be trying to keep alive, right? So That's the one that he just burned, yeah. Oh, wait. Grib just burned the third one who popped up? Yes. Okay. Because I'm wondering if... If I did an unarmed strike on him, would that be part of like... These guys have a lot more health than that, I should yeah, say. Yeah, gotcha. I... Okay, so we should get him down a bit before I try to knock his ass out. So in that case, I'm going to forget him and I'm going to attack that second guy who was first by the fire. The I believe we've been referring to him, to him as the weenie boy. Yes, weenie boy. Weenie boy looks <clears throat> up as you uh, come at him. Uh, you can take these attacks with advantage because of uh, the way he was swinging. Great. So that's four different rolls. Holy shit. Here we go. Yeah, paired off. Yes. 12 and 26. Okay, the 20, The 12 doesn't hit unless you use your bracers. No, and then 17 and 16. Okay, gotcha. So both those hit. Uh, roll damage for... Yeah, just roll all that damage. Damage was a 6 and a 5 for a total of 11. This guy's fucked up, uh, but still, st uh, still standing at this moment. Uh, the other guy... Um, is a little hurt, but still standing as well. Uh, after Rufus, Freya, you're up. And I get two attacks per turn. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. For my first one, can I go ahead and try and do... Freya's worried about this other guy, uh, who the, uh, our, our, our guy who stepped away, and she wants to try... That's the one that's a little burned. Right. She wants to try and get him tied up. Can I do a nature's wrath on him to try him? Or is he is he within 10 feet of me? Um, you, he could be if you move to him. Yeah, I mean, th oh, this, you guys are in like a little area that, yeah, you have, you have 30 feet of movement probably. Okay. Uh, then I think Freya's going to run toward this guy and go for, uh, nature's wrath to try and restrain him with some vines. Wow. Cool. What kind of check does he make? Uh, either strength or dexterity saving throw. Cool. Uh, he rolled a 16. What oh. is the same? Dang. Uh, DC 16. Hmm. Okay, so he bursts out of these vines. Oh, damn it. Grib is still impressed. I mean, he has never really seen other people manipulate plants like he did. Wow, okay. <laughs> He's noticed. Uh, Freya kind of uh, says, God! <laughs> uh, and... Uh, you have anything else you can do with your turn? Uh, yes, I can do another attack, right? So unfortunately, the way actions work, that those two attacks are under one action. Uh, so you can't really divvy it up in that okay. way. Because uh, Nature's Wrath is also an action, I think. I see. I see. Okay, so then I don't think I have anything so, else. So, yeah, under the umbrella of one action, you have two attacks. I um, see. So it's kind of complicated. Um, two A words. Cool. So after that, the Berserkers are going to go. This guy is going to just run up to you and attack um, wildly. Um, he's going to hit, and he's going to hit you for... He's going to hit you for six damage. Uh, the other one is going to come up to Rufus and take two swings, or take a swing with advantage. Um, does a 16 hit? Yes. He's going to hit you for 11 damage. Okay. He, he makes he makes contact. Uh, after that, I don't care for this. Grib, it is your turn. Um, I am going to produce flame again on the uh, weenie boy. Weenie boy is going to get hit by this produce flame. Oh, uh, or, you a know. 10 beefs it. You miss. Um, Weenie Boy dodges. After that, um, sorry, do you do anything else? That's it. Thank you. Cool. Um, I yield my time. I yield my time. Fuck you. Uh, great. After Grib, uh, the bandit captain's dead. Uh, Rufus, it's your turn again. Well, it's time to, if I couldn't cut off one guy's head, I might as well see if I can cut off another guy's head. I'd like to swing both axes from the side, try to get it right this time, and cut off this person's head. The weenie boy? That's right, the weenie boy. <laughs> Take uh, two attacks with advantage. Okay. Wow. 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 26 for the first and 23 for the second. Cool, roll damage. Nine and five for a total of 14. 
Uh, yeah, you're able to uh, land two axles in this guy. He's uh, on uh, death's door, essentially. He's Come on, I can't cut a, someone's head off to save my life. Freya, it is your turn. Uh, there's these two guys. Uh, they don't look like they want to be taken prisoner. I'll say that. Uh, these guys are the ones that are like berserker, rager dudes that are trying to kill you guys. It's going to be a little hard to just like catch them right now. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead to our weenie boy. Uh, and... Weenie boy! <laughs> weenie I... boy! Serving weenie boy! I'm going to try and cut off his head with my greatsword. Wow, okay. So much for, for dark blood game. Well, I don't know. I mean, you want to see a head get cut off. That's true. I would like to see a head get cut off. So I'm just going to do like a roundabout swing, like a run and then a roundabout swing. You can swing. do this with advantage, by the way. Hell yes. Is that like a cutler thing? Like you're not a true cutler until you see somebody's head get cut off or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a bit of family lore. Ideally, it's you cut off someone's head. Yeah. But I sort of count it as... Mm. 25 and 23. Jesus. Okay, roll damage. Uh, so that's a total of 21 damage between the two attacks. Sheesh, this man, uh, do you, you're trying to cut his head off? Trying to cut his head off. We're trying to do an ambo Lin. Uh, yeah, you guys look over and see Freya just cleanly chop this yes. man's head off. Uh, last, there's one berserker left. Uh, he looks on at his friend's head. Uh, he is going to try to run. Yes. So he's, he's just starts sprinting away. Um. So he is now going to be 60 feet away from you guys. It is now um, Grib's turn. I will cast Entangle. Cool. Uh, what's his save? 15. Strength. Uh, he fails. So these vines grab him and he falls to the ground, struggling against him. I, and I kind of look to Freya in like a, a sort of like a, a playful, like, that's how it's done. <laughs> and Freya does like a sort of playful, I bow to you. It's a really intimate moment. I'm glad you guys could connect like that. <laughs> so this man's entangled in these ropes and uh, in, in these vines uh, that Grib uh, launched on him. Um, at this point, uh, why don't we uh, exit initiative as he is struggling against the vines and fail to save? Um, there is aren't these dead bodies around. There's this uh, uh, gnome on the ground, and there's this uh, entangled man. Well, I'm going to run over to the entangled man and jump on top of him and yell, who are you and who do you work for? And hit him a little bit. Render him on, yeah, as he's trying to render him unconscious, I'll simultaneously untie the gnome. Mm -hmm. Cool, the little gnome, uh, you untie him. Uh, and, and sorry, Rufus, you, are, you've tied up this other guy and like... Because he, he's entangled in the vine still, right? Yeah, I mean, that would probably like... That's like a spell that only lasts for a certain amount of okay, time. Okay, then so yes, I've more. I've hogtied him at this point. I flip him over and hogtied him. <laughs> You've hogtied this guy. You you let the gnome go. The gnome like looks at you guys. He looks relieved, and uh, he walks over to where Rufus is, and uh, he pulls a, a knife out of his boot and he slits the man's throat. <gasps> no! He takes the little gag out of his mouth. He goes. Oh, guys, my name's Creepage. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of the episode. No. Cribbage. <laughs> no. Sorry, guys. Cribbage. Uh, uh, that, uh, what a wild episode. A lot, covered a lot of ground. Sorry that uh, Cribbage had different goals than you guys, unfortunately. Cribbage. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with an arc bark to discuss the events of this one. We had a lot happen, so oh. it's kind of a doozy. Um, as always, uh, you can uh, listen to these folks on other podcasts. Uh, anybody want to jump in here? Yes. Sure, listen to oh, you first. Oh, uh, you can uh, check out the podcast I co-host with Talia Tabin, Friends Talk, Frasier, and Feelings. It does not have to do with D&D, but it does have to do with Frasier, and I think it's close. Uh, and you can listen to my podcast firsthand that I co-host with Greg Gallant. It has nothing to do with this nerdy shit. Oh. Hey, man. Uh, for my Whoa. plug, just hit my line. Send me a picture of a cool cloud or a sunset that you check out this week. Oh. Thanks. Hit my line. Damn, that's a better plug. I'm so going to remember good. that for the future so to solicit good. something from the audience. Send it to me. Hit my line. So, yeah, you can follow everybody on Twitter if you go to at uh, uh, Rotating Heroes Pod, I think, uh, on Twitter. and Everyone's uh, handles are in there. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
We hope that you enjoyed that episode of Rotating Heroes. That was DM'd by the one and only Zach Oyama, and the players were Victoria Longwell, Jacob Waisaki, and Devin Field. Remember, if you're enjoying Rotating Heroes, then please go ahead and check out the Rotating Heroes Patreon which is where you can get early access to all of the episodes. You can get them in full as well, so not part one and part two. And you can also get the exclusive talkbacks, which is where the crew dissect and talk about everything that happened in obviously totally the most serious possible way. So why I don't even know why you'd think anything else. This episode has been edited and produced by Zakoyama and Jasper William Cartwright, which is me. Bye!